So our special guest today is Cassandra Dosus. Dokus, sorry about that. Welcome to the show. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You're very welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Cassandra, and how you got started in horror. So I um I am obviously an American. I am in my 40s, heading to 50. So I'm a little older, I think, than a lot of it feels like I'm a lot older, a little bit older than some of the people I see uh, online who are also writing, which at first was a little uh, daunting. But actually, the community has been really friendly. And I've discovered that I'm not actually the oldest person in the room a lot of the time. So um, that's great. I don't know why I'm like starting with my age. I guess that's what's on my mind. Um, so I, let's see, I have a family. And I'm actually I have a very happy life, which when I tell people that I write horror, they're sometimes people, yeah. not people probably listening to this, but like, in my real life, they kind of look at me like, what's wrong that you're writing hard? It's like, <laughs> no, it's just fun. Um, so I, I actually started writing horror pretty recently. Um, well, in, in a sense, pretty recently, I started writing original horror stories last summer. So summer of 2022. So in one sense, I'm pretty near to it. Um, or pretty recent. But I started writing um, about nine years ago, I think. Yeah. And I started writing fan fiction. That's how I got into writing was because I was into I got into a property. And so I started reading and writing fan fiction. And uh, I wrote I wrote whatever kind of I wanted to. And a lot of a lot of fanfic. I don't know, Crystal, if you're if you've ever read much fan fiction or been into it. No, I, I'm I'm not. No, I'm I'm purely I like Mahara. <laughs> okay, so so a lot of it you probably won't be surprised to hear that a lot of it is romance, especially if you're if you're you know as I was like interested in what they call a ship, which is like a relationship, or relationships between characters. Yeah. So I was writing a lot of kind of romance, but I always wanted to because I've always read horror. Like I grew up reading Stephen King and uh, Lovecraft and uh, M.R. James and a lot of other sort of smaller writers. I always got the, you know, the annual collection of best horror. So I was always reading like lots of horror short stories. And so I started writing uh, horror sort of fanfic. <laughs> so like writing these stories where I was putting the characters in these like horrible situations and they weren't terribly popular because you know people would die and you don't want to read yeah. your favorite characters dying <laughs> um and so it finally got to a point where i was like i just wasn't having fun anymore because it just felt like i was stuck with the same characters i was writing the same characters over and over again and i was feeling stuck and people weren't really into what i was writing and i was like well i could write original stories and then i wouldn't be trapped by these you know by having to write the same characters all the time yeah. um and so i so i started doing that and it was like the whole world opened up and i was like ah i can just write whatever i want and so that's what i've been doing and it's been really great yeah that's the good thing about horror though isn't it you can literally write whatever you want just whatever you can come up with any kind of situation and any kind of character and yeah, it's really fantastic. Brilliant. So what was the first horror story that you ever wrote? 
ever in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I I remember when I was in middle school, I wrote a handful of stories. I remember like three stories that I wrote when I was in middle school and all three of them, two of them were upright, like straight up horror. And the other one was sort of more um, what you'd probably call speculative, although I was like 12 and I didn't know that word. Mm -hmm. Um, But one story I wrote about an old woman who uh, was very sick and she she, uh, slit her throat so her cats could eat her. Um, and so that was one of the first, uh, stories, horror stories that I wrote. And the second one, um, and I'm not sure which one I wrote first, but the second one, it came out. So there was a movie that, that came out that was called Monkey Shines and I've never seen it. I don't know if you remember this. I have no idea what it was about, but it was this horror, horror movie called Monkey Shines. And, um, I remember seeing the trailers like on TV and it involved uh, um, uh, one of these wind up monkeys that have the symbols. And I just remember this seeing this and thinking that that was like the freakiest thing I'd ever seen. So I wrote, I think it was like a story about a man who was like haunted by a little one of these wind up monkeys and it probably killed him. I don't remember. Um, So that was either of those two. And I wrote like three stories and then I didn't write for like, 30 years, 35 years. I don't know why, but, um, so that was, those were my first, my first horror stories when I was like 12 Great. or 13. The, the yeah. first one absolutely sounds horrifying coming from someone who has a lot of cats. And if I, was, I love cats. <laughs> if I was to drop dead from a heart attack or something, I would literally be eaten. Yeah. They yeah. would. They wouldn't even think twice. They'd be like, "Thanks, mom. Thanks for being uh, me." Yeah, they'd be. They'd um, be absolutely grateful. Yeah, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen to you because it would be. <laughs> it would be terrible. But um, but it makes for a good story. Maybe I should bring it out. Like try rewriting it sometimes. I was see how it turns out. You uh, had actually thought about bringing those ideas back into now and sort of like expanding on them. Yeah, until just now, I really hadn't. I sort of look on them as like sort of fun memories, but that one in particular, um, because I too, I don't have, I have three cats. They'd eat me though, Um, just the three of them. Um, So I'm going to think about that though, because that might be fun. Yeah, they're very disloyal, aren't they, cats? So yeah, they'll eat anything. Mm -hmm. So How do you go about getting your ideas? Where do they come from? Where do they come from? Oh, gosh. They come from all over. Like, um, just a lot of them are just sort of things that pop into my head. Uh, and I actually maintain on Google Google Docs, um, I have a document that I call my idea document, and I'm constantly dropping things in there. Um Sometimes I'll be I'll be just sitting there and like an idea will pop into my head. But usually I'll see something um, or, you know, be reading something and it will I don't even know how to explain it. It just like flips. It'll just be like, oh, or, you know, this Um, like I have a story. One of my first uh, published horror stories actually is a short story called teething it's very it's very short it's actually like a it's like 600 words so like really short um and it was published in uh 
Little Bursts of Body Horror, Ooze Little Bursts of Body Horror, which was a Ruth Ruth Anna Evans um, edited that. Um, and that was the idea for that came when I was um, I don't I don't remember. I just know that I like wrote down uh, teeth. What was it? A baby is teething, but instead of teeth, it's fingers. And like, so I just wrote that down and I like had that for months and then I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, it's gross, right? Like it's an icky kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't know what to do with it. And then I think I saw that she was wanted stories for this. And like, all of a sudden I was like, I know what to do with it. I've just sort of spoiled the story, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. But like, that was one thing. And that happens a lot. Like I'll have, I'll have a little, like, this is a gross thing. Here's a little gross thing. And then it'll sit for weeks or months. And sometimes I'll try writing things before they're ready. And I can't, it's like, I just can't write or I'll write a little bit and then stop. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know where they just like pop into my brain. Most of them. That's not a very good answer, but that's the truth. (laughs) No, it's a, it's, it's the best answer there is. There isn't there really. I mean, a lot of authors say the same thing that they'll be doing everyday things and they'll just suddenly get an idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like, who knows? It's brain chemistry stuff and synapses firing. Amazing. Fantastic. So how do you go about creating a compelling, relatable character? Oh, gosh. This this assumes that my characters are compelling and relatable, which I don't know. Um, uh, How do I... How do I think about my characters? I honestly think that I'm a plot person more than a character person. So I'll usually come up, have an idea of like, my ideas tend to be more plot than people. And then I think it happens in the writing. So it will be sort of writing. And as I'm writing, it's like, oh, I need a person to be in this situation. And then um, sort of figuring out as I'm writing, it will come to me. How did, you know, how did this person get into the situation? Um, what do they think about being in the situation? And those are the kinds of things that you need to have, you know, to have a good story. You can't just have like a cardboard cutout going through. And I think for me, it, it does happen in the writing. I'm thinking about a story that I'm writing right now. Um, which was one of these where I had a concept uh, and I don't actually want to say what the concept is because this is a great story and I really want someone to pick it up. Um, But it's really weird and like kind of scary and gross. And I, it's set in the middle ages and I wanted, I needed for, for like plot reasons, a sort of youngish teenage girl. So like 13 years old, I think I'm thinking she's 13. Um, But that was as much as I knew about her. And then as I started writing her, um, she, again, for plot reasons, she had to have a reason to go to a place. And so I decided that she um, does something naughty and she's going to get in trouble. So she runs to our way to this place. And so then I'm like, oh, she's kind of naughty. She's kind of uh, smart. 
you know, she's smart, she's naughty, she's playful, she doesn't play by the rules. And that sort of helped a lot in sort of getting her character together. And then as I was writing more of her, because it's all from her point of view, I was able to sort of get. But when I started writing, I had no idea what she was like, you know. So do you ever base any of like your stories or the characters off your own experiences or fears? Um, yes. Um, let's see. Experiences or fears. I don't think I've ever had a story that I really based on an experience I have. I have, I have lived such a boring life. I've never seen a ghost. <laughs> I've never, you know, I've never been in a car wreck. My life has been very easy. So all of my, like all this stuff is mostly like made up, but what I, what I take, um, inspiration from is is actually people I've known and um especially dynamics uh that I've written and I have a story coming out um next year called The Horror at Foxglove Farm which is actually going to be in Dark Blooms which is another Ruth Anna Evans um edited uh, anthology that she's putting together but The Horror at Foxglove Farm is actually a story that is based on a story that I wrote about 10 years ago. So I lied. I wrote one other story between the time I was 12 and now, and it was the story that this is based on. Um, and the character, it's about four children who go with their mother to spend the summer at a farm. And I am one of four children. And the four, the children in the story are based on my siblings and myself and our dynamics. Nothing like that ever happened in our real life. Yeah. Um, but I really took, like, I remembered being that age and how I felt about them and how they were with each other. And that is like there. And I've done it a couple other times in other stories too. Um, I should probably talk to a therapist about why I write about my siblings so much, <laughs> but uh that's that. Well, I will say, I will say too, that I'm a mom. I have a, a son who is a teenager and uh, I write, a, I've noticed that I write a lot about parents and children, especially mothers and children and um, both happy relationships and also sort of more toxic relationships. So that might actually be, again, like nothing that I've done, but like, there's definitely like, I think about motherhood a lot. And so that comes out in my stories too that's kind of like your theme throughout your books even though sometimes you might not be meaning that to come out but it does anyway yeah yeah I'm looking at the you know the first couple of of publications that I had were um were like mother you know mother stories and yeah it's actually really weird now that I'm looking at it. I write about that a lot. And they're the ones that are getting published too. Like I do have a lot of stories I've written that that don't have that relationship, but they're not actually the ones that are getting picked up, which is kind of interesting. So I don't know. <laughs> no. So how does your teenage son think about it all? So he, I mean, he's aware, he's actually proud of me. Like when I, when I tell him that I, you know, okay, very occasionally I'll get something published and he's kind of proud. Um, I don't think he, he, he's never read any of my stories and I don't think he knows that so many of them are about, um, you know, motherhood and stuff. But um, I think generally, I think he's glad that I'm not writing fanfic anymore. He used to make fun of me for writing fanfic. <laughs> so this is like... 
this is like more real. This is him. This is me. I think fanfic is is fine. And I have a lot of friends who write it and I would love to write it again, but it is, you know, it's like now I get published <laughs> and that's cool. I think, I think he likes that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine won't even pick mine up because they're too disgusting for them, apparently. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't write very disgusting stuff. There's not a lot I write that I wouldn't let him read, actually. There is some stuff that I write that I wouldn't want him reading. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's so that's funny. <laughs> so what's the hardest thing that you find writing in horror? The hardest thing? Um I am not very good at writing stuff that's actually scary. Um, and I know a, a lot of people who read horror like want to be frightened. And I I find that difficult. I don't know, you know, I think I write things that are uncomfortable and I write I'm good at that, and I can write things that are kind of weird. Um and I use tropes, like I use a lot of like horror tropes and I can be gross. I think I don't, you know, I know that like extreme, probably people who write and read a lot of extreme horror would not think that even my grossest stuff is like particularly gross. Um, but I managed, I wrote a, a story, my first splatterpunk and only splatterpunk so far um, is called the book of revenge. And it was actually accepted, um, to be in uh, Scraps, which is a collection that Judith Sonnet is putting out. And Judith Sonnet is a really well-known, you know, extreme horror person. And so she read that story and thought it was enough to go in Scraps, which I, I'm like taking that as a win. Um, and that was probably uh, pretty gross, but it's not scary. It's actually funny. Like I, a lot of stuff I write, I think is funny. And so it's like, I don't know, that's, that's hard. I would love to write something and have someone think it was really terrifying, but I don't know. And I've read it. Like I've read people who write terrifying stuff. I know it's possible. I just don't, I just don't know how to do it. Yeah. I, I understand what you, you're saying there. I find it easier to write grossing people out things and uh, making yeah. them comfortable than I do scariness. So I, I do get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a real skill. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, yeah, I'll take my hats off to them if they can scare the pants mm. out of you. So what's yeah. the most difficult scene that you've ever had to write? Oh, gosh, the most difficult scene. Ah, oh, let me see. That's, that is a really, a really good question. Um, what scene and why, like why a scene would be difficult to write? I mean, I definitely, I've definitely had trouble getting a scene right. Um, but as far as like writing, so there's, um, probably... I have a story called Kiss It Better, which was uh, published in Mouthfeel Fiction back in September. And Kiss It Better is, it's, it's like a mother-daughter story. It's about a mother who has a daughter and her daughter keeps getting hurt. 
she like scrapes her knee and she breaks her arm and all this stuff happens. And her mother kisses. She like her mother says, well, I'll kiss it better. And then she mysteriously um, gets better. Right. Like she heals. And uh, it turns out. Fast forward, if you don't want to be spoiled about the story, <laughs> it turns out that uh, what happens is her mother, when her mother kisses her injury, her mother takes the injury on and then she can kiss somebody else and pass the injury on to this person. And there is a person that she has in the basement, locked in the basement, who has taken on all of these injuries and it's a child and I think that was really hard to write because I didn't, I don't want to write. It was important that that that's how the story ends because it's like the toxicity of this mother's love is that she's willing to like cause terrible harm to this other child. So her daughter like doesn't care about being hurt, which is like terrible. Um, But writing, having to actually write this little, this poor kid who, you know, never did anything wrong. And he's like, basically dying in the basement was that was really hard to write for me yeah and I suppose being a mother it it hits home more doesn't it really when it's a child yeah yeah it does I don't like I don't like writing um about hurting children but in that but like it was important for me to write it and to write it the way that I did because I wanted to show the like you have to show the horror right because it's horrible what she's doing and so but it was but that was hard to write yeah great stuff okay so have you had any memorable pieces of feedback from your works that has made an impact on you um so (laughs) The the first one that comes to mind immediately is the um, the acceptance letter that I got from Judith Sonnet when she accepted my story uh, for scraps um, because it was my first it was my first attempt at Slatterpunk. I didn't know Judith. I followed her on Facebook, but I never interacted with her. And she wrote me just the kindest acceptance, and I and I didn't think she'd want it right like why would she want my story? Um, but she had so many nice things to say about it, about the way I told the story and, and, you know, various things about it and how it was written. And I was just like, I was like high for days after reading that, just like, you know, wow, (laughs) this person that I respect so much. Yeah. Like really, uh, likes my story a lot so so that was that was really gratifying um and you know i've actually received a lot of good constructive feedback um but that's a little bit less you know that's more like oh i have to keep working on the story now (laughs) because it's not perfect yet (laughs) you know um so but i've been really lucky i think with with the kind of feedback that i've been able to get but that was that was definitely a high point i'm probably going to print out that email and frame it (laughs) (laughs) this was so good so have you ever felt any remorse about the uncomfortableness that you put your readers through um so only only once um and that was when my mother my mother herself she 
bought Ooze, Little Bursts of Body Horror, and she read my story teething. And she she did not like it at all. And she wanted to know if that was really how I felt about like having a baby. And I had to be like, <laughs> no, mom. Um, so just that. So really just that one time, honestly, most of what I write, I think of myself as being a very sort of soft, pretty soft writer. So um, teething is like one, you know, it's not very soft. Kiss it better is like, oh, no, I hope my mom never read that one. Um, but I think mostly when 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 most people read my stories, it's probably not going to make them like hugely uncomfortable. Um, it's, you know, not... Uh, not too bad. Maybe that maybe the story for scraps will make more people uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. So with writing horror, do you ever have any moments of like self-reflection with your horror? Self-reflection? What do you what do you mean self-reflection? Like do you like, sort of like use it as kind of like a therapy or a way of dealing with things? Ah. Uh, mhm. Mm yeah, I think I think the the you know the stories that I write about parents and children is probably I don't examine it too closely, but that's probably the closest that I get. Um I honestly I could probably use a good therapist because I feel like there's a lot that I like don't about about my life that I don't examine. I mean, I definitely have things that I'm afraid of. Um, and I think I don't tend to write about those things. Like I'm very, I'm afraid of dying. I don't want to die. Um, and although I write people who die in, in my stories, I don't feel like I've like, I haven't written a story that's like, me examining my fear of death in any real way. Um, my writing tends to be more, um, oh, what's a word? What's a word for it? Like, uh, it's more like I'm making experiments or, or like challenges and, uh, less it's less personal i think than probably a lot of people uh for me it's like oh i have an idea i'm gonna see if i can write this idea and meanwhile things are happening over here and, and i'm like not writing about them uh so yeah and i think yeah that probably makes me less interesting because I think a lot of people, I think there's so much, you know, there's so many horror writers who are fantastic and like use, do sort of use it that way. And I think it makes, you know, it can really make your writing more personal. Um, I just don't really operate that way. No, that's fine. It doesn't make you less interesting at all. So don't worry about that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So if you were to give aspiring writers who want to break into the horror genre, what would you tell them? Oh, gosh. Um, the very first uh, piece of, well, no, there's a couple of different pieces of advice. First of all, don't don't be afraid to just write whatever you want. You know, don't be afraid to be, to either be too much or to not be enough. Um the and this is something that I've had to deal with and you've probably like heard you know in sort of the way I talk about myself I feel like this too that because my 
because my heart is soft, you know, I think of it as soft. And because I don't know how to scare people, I think it would be easy for me to say, well, I shouldn't be writing horror, you know, because what's the point? Instead, what I've been trying to do is like, look at what I do want to write, what do I want to get across and write that, you know, and just write it. And what I'm finding is that, you know, people will read it and people will like it and it will get published, even though it's not what I think other people are writing. Um, And I think it works on the other side too. Like people who want to come in and write the most extreme horror, like one thing I know about extreme horror, people who read it, they will read, they will read anything. So like, do not be afraid of like, go doing your thing and, you know, writing it. There's even, um, you know, I'm pretty new to the, uh, to the horror scene, but um, it seems like uh, there's even a more, more, more people are writing like sex in horror. Um, there's, you know, there's a new magazine that I saw called Cult of Horotica, you know, so that's becoming a thing. And there's um, Hedon, I think it's called Hedon Books is, is another like sex and horror thing. So even if you want to write sexy stuff, um, there is, you know, there are people who are wanting to read it and write it. So that's my one piece of advice is that. And the second one is um, don't be afraid of rejection. Actually, this is like a two-parter. Don't be afraid of rejection and don't be afraid to self-publish. Um, like self-publishing, I've, I've self-published um, a couple of things, uh, three things, and I'm getting ready to self-publish uh, another thing right now, actually under, under a different pen name, but it's like still the same, um, putting it out there. You know, you people will read it and people will like it and it's fine. You don't need a publisher. Um, if you do decide to go that you want to like publish, you're going to get rejected and you can't, I've, I've known a few people who like, started submitting and got a couple rejections and were just like, this just hurts too much. I can't. And what I've had to do is just get used to being rejected like all the time. (laughs) Like, I think I have 20, I think I have 20 stories out to various um, different stories, you know, like a bunch of different stories that I'm trying to sell and I send them out. And as soon as I get a rejection, I look and see where else I can submit it. Um, and it's just like, it's such a pain in the ass. Um, but it's, it's made me so much more successful than I would have been if I got a rejection and said, oh no, I can never send anyone else this story again. You know, learning to do that has been incredibly valuable. And I think anyone who's thinking about it, like you just gotta get, you gotta be okay with that. Yeah, it it does put people off a lot, doesn't it, when they get rejected? I think that's probably one of the big things why people give up. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so hard. Um, and I think one thing that can help with that is is uh, um, being you know trying to be a part of the community um, and making friends who are also writing horror because you can see like they're getting rejected too and it's like if this person that i really like and i think their writing is really good they're getting rejected you know and 
And if you, you know, if you're comfortable reading, like one of the great things about the community is that then you have people who, who you can read their stuff and comment on it and they'll read yours and comment on it. Um, and so you get to know, you know, that they're, you know, they're a really good writer and they're also getting rejected. Like, wow, that's actually okay. Because it means that you, you know, you're not alone. Like everybody's getting rejected all the time. <laughs> and, uh, it can make it a little bit easier to take, I think. So where do you think the horror genre is going to end up going? How do you think it's going to evolve? Oh gosh, that's such a great question. Um, I do think that, uh, there's going to be more sex, which I think is good. I'm a fan of sex, horror, sex, sexy horror. Um, so I think that's definitely direction. Um, I think more indie uh, publishers. Most of, you know, the people I know, well, I mean, I guess I am an indie uh, publisher too, but there's there's a lot, uh, a lot of publishers and a lot of people self-publishing and sort of starting up their own publishers. Um, I think that, and I think the great thing about the indie publishing scene is that there is more, um, more acceptance or like desire for different kinds of things, uh, for harder things and also for softer things and, um, yeah, different things. I do think, um, also, extreme and maybe it's just that i'm just getting sort of i'm sort of on the edge of extreme horror i'm really interested in extreme horror even though i don't consider myself an extreme horror writer and i'm a kind of a baby so i don't read a lot of it um but i think that people love it and i think that's going to keep that's going to keep growing too um so and i mean i know it's not new you know uh but it's good to see it's thriving. I think it's important. It's an important corner of the uh, of the horror landscape. Yeah, there seems to be new more subgenres every single week, doesn't there as well? So it mm -hmm. is growing in different directions. Yeah, yeah. So have you got any exciting projects that you're currently working on? Oh gosh, so. I do actually. <laughs> so this this hasn't this hasn't been announced uh, formally, but I did have permission to mention it. Um, I am going to be along with Cat uh, Valor uh, and Isolt Murphy. Uh, we are going to be curating. We're saying curating and not editing because we're going to hire somebody else to edit it. We are curating a collection of. Um, cannibal horror cannibalism horror uh next year early next year i think we're going to put out the call in march so we're mm -hmm. going to be reading stories in march um this will be a um a charity anthology so we're not we're not paying people but we are going to be raising money for um for actually food banks um we're going to be uh, most of the money, so the money that we make from selling the book, we're going to be donating to, um, I'm going to forget the name of the place. There's a big food bank in Philadelphia, which is where I live. I live in Philadelphia. And so we're going to be donating, Philabundance is the name. So we're going to be giving money to Philabundance. We're also going to be having events um, to where, for example, if you donate money to your local food bank, you can get a free copy of the book. Yeah. 
Um, so really excited about that because I love cannibalism and we wanted to see, we just thought we wanted to see more cannibalism stories. And so this was a good way to do that and also raise money for food banks, which maybe is not the most tasteful thing, but uh, that's it. Uh, so that's the, that's the big thing uh, that I have going on next week, next week. No, next year. God. Um, so very excited about that. Looking forward to that. Brilliant. Any other stories that you've got coming out apart from the one from Scraps? I do. So I have, um, so I have the, yeah, the book of revenge, uh, for scraps. That's going to be, I think in January, um, the horror at Foxglove farms, uh, farm, which I also mentioned that's dark blooms, um, by Ruth Anna Evans. I'm not sure exactly when that is, but that'll be next year soon. Um, I also have a story, uh, called a gift for the bitch, which I think is just a great, I mean, I wrote it, but I think it's a great title, um, which is going to be in Escalators to Hell, a shopping mall horror anthology that's out of From Beyond Press. And I have a story, uh, Emily's Teeth, which is going to be in It Was All a Dream 2, another anthology of bad horror tropes done right, published by Hungry Shadow Press. Um, And I'm not sure when that's going to be out either, but it'll be sometime hopefully early next year. Um, so those are my forthcoming. So I have a bunch. It's kind of exciting. <laughs> well, I yeah. wish you all the best with all of them. I hope they all do really well for you. Thank you. I hope so too. We'll see. Okay. Well, it's been lovely having you on the show, Cassandra. Thank you very much for invite um, for accepting my invite, I should say. Yeah, thank you, Crystal. This was fun. I like um, I like talking about myself. So so this was like <laughs> this was really nice for me. And you're you're just a great host. This is really lovely. Thank you.